At our church, Jesus is Lord. That single belief calls us together as a community and sends us into our world with hope and purpose. At our church, your past will never define your future. There's always redemption, which means there's always a brighter day. At our church, we don't think we're better than any other church out there. We're just doing our best to become our best. At our church, we want you to believe in God, but we also want you to know that God believes in you. We are not against people who don't attend church anywhere. Instead, we pursue them with love, the very same love that's pursuing us. At our church, we're learning to serve God with all our hearts, and we're learning to worship Him with all our lives. And if you're looking for the perfect church, we're not it. At our church, we will make mistakes, but we will choose to grow from them. At our church, we're part of a global community that's knit together by the resurrection of Jesus. And by the way, at our church, we believe that really happened too. At our church, we will engage with people who are in real need because we are the hands and the feet of Christ. And finally, we need you to hear this loud and clear. At our church, it's not really our church at all. It's His. And we live and move and breathe in His church for His glory and His fame, not ours. So here's the invitation. You're invited to jump in with your whole heart at your own pace and to experience the life that awaits you in Christ. Friends, this is going to be good. Welcome to our church. Good morning, everyone. We're glad you're here. We are, or you're here online, but you're not here at church with us uh, because we're doing something different. I'm Dion Bowling, the pastor of Bowie City Church, and this is... Jason Craig. Yeah. And we are doing things a little different because traditionally at Bowie City, we do things different than the last Sunday of the month yeah. or of the year. Of the year. We normally take this Sunday off. Um, we normally give our volunteers a rest. Uh, we've just uh, gone through what's normally a, a busy Christmas season with uh, Christmas Eve uh, services, with, with Sunday mornings, everything, and, and just the chaos that, that sometimes comes around Christmas and getting our own families ready and spending time together. Uh, often we take the, the last Sunday of uh, the year and just give it to our families as a break, um, to a time to relax, a time just to uh, not have to, to get out of bed early on Sunday and get to church and plan and prep things. Um, but because we're, we're remote um, and because we've, we've linked together with uh, First Christian Church of Brock Hall, we thought that we would uh, do things a little differently. And we're not actually in the church this morning. Um, we just swung over to Dion's house because uh, he has a really nice fireplace and I don't. <laughs> and so we thought we'd just bring church to you from, uh, from his house this morning. Yeah, that makes it easier on us and our families, yep. and you know we, they like us to be home too, so we can provide that. Uh, but we still want to convey a message as we move from the last Sunday of the year to the first Sunday of next year uh, that there's a lot of good things that happened this year. It may not feel like it, but we want to celebrate some of the great things that happened. So there's a verse that I believe resonates with us, with uh, FCC, we're First Christian, that, man, even during what we're going through, God was moved. God blessed. And so I'm going to read this verse. It's not going to be on your screen, uh, but if you want to turn your Bible, it's going to be Philippians chapter 4, uh, and then we're going to move into a time of worship. So take these verses with you as we move into worship, and then we move right into uh, the message that we have prepared today. So this is Philippians 4, 
uh, starting in verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I, again, I say rejoice. Let the gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if any is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned and received or heard from me or seen in me or in us, put it into practice and God of peace will be with you. So as we worship and as we listen to, to these moments of praiseworthy moments that we're going to be sharing that happen in our lives, within the church, and also what's happened right here in the last few months, we want these verses to be real in our lives and say, man, God, you still bless. You did a lot of great things this year, and we just want to touch base on that. Uh, so you can gear up for that, but we are going to take a time of worship. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're just moving to worship, so let's pray. God, we thank you for the great God you are, how much you love us, Lord. And we thank you for your grace and mercy, and we thank you that we're able to celebrate this Christmas season uh, knowing that Jesus came into this world basically to give his life for us. Uh, so we celebrate the birth of, of Jesus, Lord, uh, but we also look forward to the new year. We look for the things you're going to do. At the same time, we look at the things you have done in our lives. So God, as we worship, uh, we ask that the worship be true, that it will be uh, not just empty words, words and songs that we've sung before, but it will be out of a spirit of worship. Let us engage in you. We thank you, God, again. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship. Amen.
Thank you, Joe and Julie, and thank you, Joe and Julie, uh, for actually being faithful all year. Um, from March, when we, we had to move to this format of church, uh, we asked them if they could help us out and record worship songs, and whether they were at their own house or whether they were um, uh, at another location, they, they had a, a week or so down. I remember, I was like, That's, did they repaint their living room? And I was like, no, 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 that's, they, they, uh, they were at another house. Um, but they still faithfully served us with worship. So just thank you for that. I want to I read a, a short passage to us, and then I want to lead into really what we're doing uh, this, this, uh, today in the service. Um, in 1 Samuel chapter 7, um, we find that, that the children of Israel are, um, are in a, a battle with the Philistines. And Samuel is there, and he's, he's trying to, to direct the people back to God. And it says this, and uh, let me see, verse 10. So 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 10. While Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord uh, thundered a loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below Beth Car. Then Samuel, this is, this, is, this is what I want you to hear. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shem. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far has the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not invade Israelites' territory again. Let's go back to that. He took a stone and he set it up and he named it Ebenezer saying, thus far has the Lord helped us. Now, if, if you're a member of Bowie City Church, and you remember a while back, a year ago, was it last year? Was it 2019, 2020? Everything's a blur. But we, we talked about this, and we set up jars, and we took stones, and we encouraged people to have a jar. And, and if you're a member of First Christian Brock Hall, if you're just visiting our, our site today and you're just joining our service, we'd encourage you just to get a mason jar, simple mason jar. And gather some stones. And every time God moves and intervenes in your life, this incoming year, 2021, just put a stone inside the jar. Now, if you want to, you can actually get these white river rock stones. And if you dust them off, they're a little dusty. But if you smooth them off, you can write down, put a number on it. You keep a notepad that has the, the number, what that number corresponds to. See, today what we want to do in church is we want to we raise up our Ebenezers. We want to talk to you about a few things that have happened in 2020 where it, it really is the Lord helped us. Because for most people in 2020, they just want 2020 to be over. They want it to be, just be gone, finish it. 2021 is going to be so much better. Folks, I, I, I have news for you. I don't know what 2021 at least... The first few months are going to be a whole lot different than what we've just lived through. But I do know that the Lord is with us. I do know that the Lord is going to help us. 
And so we need to remind ourselves of the times. And that's what, what Samuel did. He set the stone up so that people could see a reminder of when the Lord helped them. And so we want to we wanna recap a, a few things that God helped us in, in 2020. And the first one that I want to tell you about is, is it happened back in March. And, and just, a, just an, an exciting, incredible time. Now, as part of our church in Bowie City Church, um, for our friends and first Christian here just getting to know us, one, one thing that we have always felt that, that we should do is give back to our community. And so in each year, each calendar year, there are typically four uh, months of the year that have a fifth Sunday. And so what we decided was we're going to take those fifth Sundays and do something a little different. And one of the things that we do uh, typically on two of the fifth Sundays is that we go out to the supermarket and we buy groceries. We meet at our church location. We actually, we, we set money aside as a church to do this. And we give every family an envelope with a, a grocery list and money, hard cash. It's usually $100. Give them $100 and we say, go buy everything that's on this list. And then we meet back at the Bowie Interfaith Food Pantry uh, here in Bowie. And we get the grocery list from the, the food pantry from Miss Debbie and um, we call her up and ask her, what do you need? We don't just want to buy stuff that they don't need. What do you need? And she tells us where the, the gaps are in her shelves. And we go out as a church, and our church service that day is to buy food for those who, who can't have food and support themselves. And so we come back and we bring food back to the food pantry. And it's always on the fifth Sunday. And so in 2020, the first fifth Sunday was actually in March. And so we planned as normal, okay, well, we'll do our first, our teaching series in the, the first sort of four weeks. And then on that fifth week, we'll, but that'll be the food pantry. That'll be the, the supermarket buyout. But there was something a little different about this year. You see, in March, at the end of March, on that fifth Sunday, I was scheduled to be, to be gone. I was scheduled to be, uh, it was actually the day I was flying home uh, from a trip uh, out in Nicaragua. And so I wasn't going to be available. And as we down, I looked at the, at the month and we thought, well, okay, well, I'm here for the first Sunday of the month and not the fifth Sunday of the month. Why don't we just take the fifth Sunday and make it the first one? Nobody will really know. It's got five Sundays. We're just going to use the first one. And so we went out that Sunday morning, that first Sunday morning in March, and we bought groceries for the Bowie Food Pantry. And when we went back again in August to do our second supermarket buyout, we recorded this little video from Miss Debbie, uh, and she'll tell you the rest of the story. You know, you, you shop on the fifth Sunday of the month twice a year for us, spring and fall. So this spring, you ended up doing it on the first Sunday in March because there was a conflict with the last one in March, which turned out to be... I mean, God clearly was looking out for all of us because you shop that first Sunday in March and on March 13th, everything changed at the food pantry. And if we did not have that food from the first shop, first Sunday in March, we would not have gotten through those first few weeks of the pandemic uh, because, you know, no one was going to the stores, nobody was shopping, everyone was hunkered in. We had what was on the shelves, but we would not have been able to restock. But you did that for us that first Sunday in March. So it really turned out to be a blessing, a true blessing, because you probably wouldn't have been able to shop that fifth Sunday in March. You wouldn't have been able to go out. 
you know, and now the shop today is also perfect timing, not as dire as what it was in March, but the amount of food you brought today is simply amazing. It's just amazing. And, you know, I've got a couple people out shopping, but, you know, I'm not out shopping because I'm trying to stay hunkered in and keep my exposure as limited as possible. But because there's 12, 12 families today, you're able to get out shopping and you purchase so much food, that's really gonna keep us going for quite a while. And the paper towels and the tissues, those are fabulous. Um, we've got a lot of seniors that we're delivering to right now. The senior bus picks up every Monday. And one Monday they take to 29 families and the other Monday they take to 15 families. So, and those are people who are in their homes, not, not out shopping, our seniors. So that's 44, if I did my math right, that's 44 families that we're delivering to twice a month. And we're gonna be able to give all of them um, paper, a roll of paper towels and a box of tissues for the delivery tomorrow. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Awesome, awesome. Jason, that is such a moment there as Debbie's explaining, man, if we had done it the fifth Sunday, we would have missed the opportunity to have the food pantry stocked. And God was working, even in when we, we didn't even know that we were going to be locked down in the pandemic. We did, had no idea, but God knew. And God had it for us to change it so we could be a blessing to the food pantry, so the food pantry could be a blessing to others during this pandemic, during this 2020. And you could look back and say, oh, that was horrible. And we say, no, God moved. God bless. So that was awesome, man. That 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 just moves right into Another praiseworthy moment. Again, Philippians 4. That's what we're talking about. Praiseworthy moments. Think upon these things. It's easy to think about the things that didn't go right. It's easy to think about the things that that we didn't get to accomplish. The plans that we had that failed because of what's gone on. It's easy to think about the the, the social injustice and the, and the voting and everything else that came. But God, Paul says, no, no. Think about what's lovely. Think about what's admirable. Whatever's praiseworthy. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue this, this praiseworthy moment. I want to share a story. Uh, and those from Bowie City got to hear this the last Sunday that we were able to be in person at Benjamin Tasker Middle School, which was in October. I shared this story, but I want to reshare it because it is such a God moment. It's such a praiseworthy moment. So for us at Bowie City, and I also know at First Christian that we support missionaries. And so for us, we, you know, we say 30% of every dollar that's given goes so that we can support the missionaries that are local, uh, like FCA and the food pantry, to parts of the world that we're not able to go to. And so we have a missionary, his name is Michael, that I had the opportunity to meet last year. And he is also part of FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes, but he is from Uganda. So he is a local missionary in Uganda using sports ministry to reach kids that would never be reached. Uh, and so he uses lacrosse. He has his own story and hopefully one day Michael can come and share how, how did you end up playing lacrosse in Uganda? It's a fascinating story. But I want to tell you that I met Michael last year and we decided as a church that we were going to support him. Uh, and this summer came in the middle of the pandemic and everything's happening. And God laid it upon my heart and also Jason's and some other, like, because we're not meeting at the middle school, we're not having to pay rent the way we normally do. We are able to give more than we normally would give to our missionaries, to the food pantry, to families in need. And so I said, Jason, I, I really feel like God is calling, you know, leading me to 
to give. I don't know to who, I don't know what. I said, I think I have a specific number. And I told Jason the number, and he's like, I think that's good. I, God will show. God will show up. He'll tell us. He'll direct us. And again, no idea. No clue. And so we know that God still moves, and the Holy Spirit still speaks, even in the midst of what's going on. We, we want to feel like 2020 is different than other years. And some, it is. But every year, there's people who have struggled. And every year, there's people that, that are sick. And every year... Plans don't go the way they're supposed to go in our hearts and minds. But every year, God shows up. So with that number in mind and just God will show us when, I get a phone call from Michael in the middle of the summer. And he is explaining to me what he's going through. And while he's talking, I knew. I knew. I was like, this is, this is it. This is it. This is it. And so I don't want to steal the thunder from Michael's story. If you remember uh, if you were at that service the last time we were in person at Bowie City at Benjamin Tashville Middle School, uh, you know this story. But it is it is one of the highlights because it is how God is working in us, just like he did through the food pantry and telling us to move it. And we just think it's just a calendar moving. The Holy Spirit is all working it out. It's the same thing where God gave us a number, not knowing what the number was going to be and how that spoke volumes to Michael when he called me this summer, and in the video, he's going to thank me, but it's not me. It's the church. I, well, I didn't have that number to give, but the church did because you don't give to a church. You give through a church. So Michael's going to share how God moved and met, and this is another praiseworthy moment where God met and helped in 2020. Listen to this. I want to thank you so, so much for your support. I know it's a tough time all around the world. And I really want to thank you and your family for making this investment. Investing in uh, FCL across Uganda, investing in me, supporting my ministry. Even during this challenging time, I want to thank you so, so much. I know God has a way of coming through, pulling you out at the very last, last, last moment. When you feel everything, you feel everything is going out of hand. That is a sign, and you have been my sign from God. Just letting me know that He is always there. I just want to say that um, just before I called you, I had a plan, and I really needed support. And I prayed. And I what, what I prayed for was, if only God could give me extra 500 US dollars only 500 and I had a plan if I could reach out to if I could start by reaching out to 10 friends in the States and each could give $10 because I knew uh, during this tough time someone told me I, to, I was talking to a friend of mine and they said hey you cannot be raising support from the States right now it's these are tough times we just have to uh, hold and just go through things um, just be strong and go through certain things. So, but I said, why don't I try this? Say, ten people giving ten dollars, that's a um, hundred. So I need fifty people to give ten dollars each. So that was in my mind. That was my prayer. And then, usually, Dion, you being my um, being on my home team, you give you support me monthly. Usually, I call my supporters people who support me 
monthly, those on my home team, I call them to just check on them, say hello, and I was shocked and surprised when Dion, when I called and you said, hey, I would like to send you money. I would like to send you uh, financial support, help. I was like, wow. I was so excited and I thank God for that. I thank God for the call for just telling me and allowing me to make that call at that time. And just you giving me and sending me 500 US dollars, that was a sign to show God, God was really showing me that I should step up my asking. I like, I should know who my father is. He is the, he is the giver, he is the provider of all resources. He, he gives us more than we, we even think. So I, I thought of 10 people, 50 people. But just God showed me that, hey, Michael, 50 people to raise 500 for you. I am your father, and I love you, and I'll give you more than you're asking. So I want to thank you, Dion. Thank you, Lord. The Lord works through people, and I know that the Lord is working through you just to help me, help me grow in, in faith. Just showing me, showing me how I'm supposed to to live and being able to grow my ministry. So I want to thank you, Diane, and you really, really do inspire me. Um, you know, Diane, that, that that's awesome. Uh, I remember um, when you called me up and you told me your side of the story. Um, and then I, when we were in church that Sunday morning, and Diane said, "Hey, Michael, sent me a video, and we want to show it, and then to get Michael's side of the story." You know, it's just amazing what God does. Remember that it's a, it's a stone, it's a pebble to set up and say, when the Lord helped me, when the Lord helped us. In March, I, I mentioned it earlier on that um, I, I travel to Nicaragua every year and uh, with, with my work. I take students out there and we do a medical missions trip. And uh, a couple of years ago, um, when I took my family out there, we were setting up the trip. I ended up, we stopped by the Compassion International offices. My wife and I and our, our girls, we've been sponsors of Compassion, and we've uh, sponsored a couple of, of girls uh, for the past eight or nine years now. Um, and prior to that trip, uh, we, we were sponsoring two girls in El Salvador, but one of the girls left the project, and so we, we were informed by Compassion that she was no longer there, um, and they asked us, did we want to sponsor someone else? And when we saw the the uh, compassion sign on the side of a building um, in, in Managua, we, we just pulled the car around and went in unannounced and just went, ended up getting a tour of the facility, meeting some of the staff who were there. Um, and so I, I said, you know what, I'd, I'd really like to sponsor someone from, from Nicaragua. I, I'm going to be coming back here for all, probably for six, seven years. It'd be a nice opportunity to give back to the community, but then maybe to, to be able to meet um, whoever we, we end up sponsoring. Well, 2019, when I was on my trip there, I was able to go and meet um, Maria Jose, who's the little girl that, that we sponsor. And so I spent a day with her. It was just awesome. Um, and as I came back and I was telling one of my colleagues about the, the day and the experience and, and just where Maria lives, and she's with her family, her mom and her dad are there, and her, her older sister, um, and then they live on family land, so her mom has a little plot, and her her aunt has a plot, and then her grandmother has a plot. Um, but they lived in what was essentially uh, a house, a shelter, 
made out of, of four large tree branches wrapped in plastic sheeting. Just the normal black plastic sheeting that you can get from like Home Depot. And I was telling my colleague about this and, and, uh, and Diana Venskis, just a wonderful lady I've been working with for a long time now. Diana said to me, she said, you know, why don't we, why don't we build her a house? And I'm like, what? Are you, I'm a physical therapist by profession, so construction is not really something that I know a lot about. And, and she said, no, no, why, why don't we build her a house next year? And so we started this project, and we're going to show you some pictures that are going to appear uh, up beside me right here. Um, we started a project called A House for Maria. And this time last year, in December of last year, we launched this through my university and through my, my physical therapy students, and also people from the church who helped support and essentially what we wanted to do is we wanted to, to raise money to buy a house. So this, click the next slide there, Jonathan, please. So this is me in 2019. This was, is their house. See the, the black plastic sheeting that's up behind me? Okay, right, right up behind me here. And this is her family. Okay, that's where they lived. This, this is their home. So, so right behind me is their, their bedrooms. It's basically, there's the mom and dad's room and... Uh, Marie Jose and her, her sister, who shared a, a normal sort of single bed together. And, and that's, that's where they slept. The, the room, okay, that whole shelter was eight feet by 10 feet. And I, I remember when we came back to the church and I was asking our church for support for this, we set up an eight foot by 10 foot space and said, this is where a family of four lives. And people were horrified. And if you think about your living room right now where you're watching this, is it bigger than 8 foot by 10 foot? That's just one room in your house. And so we, we, we decided we're going to go back. We're going to do this. And so click to the next slide. And so what we did when we got there was we started to build. So you can look on the inside. Okay, so this is, is their, their, uh, their sleeping quarters and their kitchen. And th this is how they lived. And they were, they're a happy family. But this is how they lived. So we want to change that. So the next one. We went down in January and we started to measure. And we were going to take this eight foot by 10 foot home that they had and we we're going to actually quadruple it in size. We're going to build a 16 by 20 concrete block house. And the 16 by 20 concrete block house was not going to include the kitchen. We ended up adding a kitchen and adding a shower room that never had a shower. It was a bucket and a, a pail for water and that's how they showered. And so, uh, when they go to the next slide, John, please. So we, we started. We took my team down there. We took our, our students down there. We, we built this house. And you can see here uh, uh, on the screen just the concrete blocks that we, that we put in. That center post right there actually divided the living room and two bedrooms. Each of the, the girls had a, a room to share, and the parents had a room of their own. And each of those rooms were 8 by 10. What a transformation. What an ability to just change lives. Uh, and so we put this together. We then brought more of a team down. My whole family came down uh, to, to help build and to, uh, to, to put the roof on and to add more. Next slide, Jonathan, please. And what we ended up with was we took this family who had this home that was 8 by 10. They had a, a corrugated tin roof that was held on by wire. They, they had no 
they only had electricity, but it was kind of very sketchy in terms of how it was put together. And through donations from our church, through donations from my college, we were able to take and give this family a concrete, wood, a concrete home with a living room, two bedrooms, kitchen, shower room. And what was most exciting about it is that actually just about four weeks ago, there were two hurricanes that hit Nicaragua. So there were two hurricanes that hit Nicaragua right where this family lived. And that house was where they were able to shelter. That house was where they were able to gather. Other family members could come. And you'll see here that the girls have bunk beds. The parents in the, the bottom right there had their own. It was a brand new bed that we had made for them from a pastor out there who's a carpenter. Kind of sounds familiar. But that, that's, that's what we did. And so we were able to transform the lives of this one family. It's awesome. And that's a huge Ebenezer for us. It's awesome. And it's so good. There's so many of those. I mean, we could wish we could talk about many of them. Those are the four that jumped out when we were preparing for this. We said, you picked two and I picked two. And I had two come right to my mind. Jason had two come right to my mind. And so we're going to close on those last one that is, uh, not just about us at Bowie City, but it is how God brought us to where we are right now. The journey, this praiseworthy moment, this, what Jason was saying, like God helped us because we were in desperate need of a place to meet. Dude, because of the situation that goes on and the pandemic and us renting at the school, all rental groups, not just us, all rental groups were had to stop renting. Yeah. Uh, and so we were without a location since March 13th to meet in person. Uh, and so we packed up everything that we could and we moved here to my house on Sunday mornings. We were in my kitchen and my wife gave up the kitchen for most of the morning, every Sunday morning, uh, and we filmed. And there was a lot of trial by error, figure some things out, improve some cameras and things, but we were out, we couldn't meet together. And it was a struggle. Uh, we were missing that fellowship moments. So we were able to do some fellowship things, but it didn't feel the same. It didn't feel the same. I don't know about you, Jason, but I know for me, I was feeling like God is going to show up because I remember what we talked about, the vision God gave us back in January. Yes. Do you remember what that was? So in in January uh, of actually pretty much every year since we started, we we really try and and think about what is God saying? What is God saying for us as a church and for us as individuals? And we'll do some of this in in, uh, the next few weeks. Um, It's a little little prelude to what's coming. Um, but as we were praying about 2020, we had no, no concept that there would be a pandemic, no concept there would be a shutdown, no concept that what we were going to be doing wouldn't happen. And in fact, what we prayed was that, that uh, and we, what we believed that God said to us was that God would provide a place for us to meet. Mm-hmm. God would provide a church where we could meet. And we, we had no idea where that was going to be. Um, we have been working with, with another church. Uh, our youth group has been meeting in another church building. Um, and then come March you know, 13th, and everything shut down. I arrived back in Nicaragua to find that the schools have been closed. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have a location. Our location is now your kitchen. Right. And, you know, and then it was late August, yeah. I think, I got a phone call from Dio. And he's like, hey, I just had a conversation that 
I think we should pursue. Yeah. And and he's going to tell you about that conversation. Yeah. So uh, Jason was saying we were praying that God's going to, he's going to bless us to be able to meet in a church. Didn't know what that meant. And during the pandemic happened, we're like, well, that's that's out the window. Uh, we, we'll just keep waiting. Uh, and then I had a buddy of mine who's been watching what we were doing online. I went to Bible college with him. And he has a relationship with some of the leadership at First Christian. And Holy Spirit driven, you ask him, he would say, it's definitely a Holy Spirit thing. As he's watching us online and understanding what First Christian is going through, he said, maybe, just maybe, this can be a partnership. Just maybe. And so I hadn't spoken to my buddy maybe once, once or twice in that year. Uh, and he organized for me to be able to meet with, with David, who's a head elder at First Christian, at Panera Bread, wore our mask, is back in August. And he just basically said, what if, guys? First Christian has a need. Bowie City Church has a need. And the Holy Spirit is all working about helping meet needs. And that started the conversation. And that started the ball rolling. And we finally got to a point where we were like, I think God is, this is what God, this has to be what God was saying. And First Christian is at a point where we're like, this has to be God is saying, because here's a pastor who has a congregation, but no place to meet. And we need pastoral help right now. And so we were able to basically partner together. And it's, it's such a God moment. It, 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 this would never happen. They didn't even know the church existed. No. And then, and then for us, so we, we got together. We met with, uh, with David and Godfrey uh, a couple of times. And, uh, and then we brought some of our men down to a man's breakfast that David had cooked uh, one Saturday morning. So we, we got to, to meet some of the, the guys from the church. And we, we really just felt that God was saying, do this. And you know what? It is the weirdest thing in the world. It is the strangest thing in the world for two churches to come together and just say, okay, we're going to worship together. We're going to, we're going to just uh, see what God has to, to do uh, for both of us uh, together. And so as I was praying about it, and I talked to a couple of other buddies of mine um, who've been involved in, in church leadership for a long time. And, and I said, you know, I really, the, the word that God gave me was, it's, it was two churches meeting in one location. Where, you know, it's often it's one church meeting in two locations where there's, you know, uh, a church has, has planted somebody else and they've got two sort of congregations. Whereas we had two congregations that were meeting in one location. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where we have been in these past few months. Um, it has been a blessing to us mm-hmm. to be able to go down. And first of all, we had we had the opportunity of doing church together. Yeah, which was uh, awesome. In person for what, four Sundays, four weeks, three yeah. Sundays um, before we were shut back down again. But what has been a blessing for us at Bowie City Church is that we're able to to film and to broadcast on Sunday mornings from First Christian in Brock Hall. Mm-hmm. So we're able to to put the Christmas trees up. Yeah, because there was no way they were fitting in your kitchen. No, that was not going <laughs> to happen. And yet, through the the grace and the openness and the warmth of First Christian, they said, "Hey, well, why don't you guys, you know, just use our church." Why don't, why don't you, you know, set up in here? So, so don't, don't go there because it's cables running everywhere right now. And the Christmas trees are still there. We'll take those down this week. But for us as a church to be able to, to bring God's word mm. to not just one group of, of people, but to two groups of people mm-hmm. has just been a tremendous blessing for us uh, this year so far. Yeah, which has been great beyond that is that we've had people who've, join in online that would not go to church, would not come to First Christian or Bowie City because they don't even live in Maryland. Yeah. 
And if you saw the, the video, one of the videos that we did from the Christmas Eve service, there's one guy who popped up and people are like, who is, who's this guy? Like, he, he didn't go to First Christian, doesn't go to Bowie City. He's in Canada. <laughs> and he's considering <laughs> our churches, his church family. And he, he, we talked to each other, we messaged each other. And he's like, man, from a friend, he said, I need to go to church. I want to find one. He said, and they suggested your church and I'm part of your church now. So even beyond what God did okay. here, we would never have reached uh, hi, Dan, if you're watching this from Canada, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, he's like, this is my family. This is my church family. And he reaches out to me and other people awesome. know him. Uh, and God has worked and he's blessed even in the midst of this. So we're gracious to, to, to Sylvia and uh, yeah. to David and to Godfrey and to Larry and all the other first Christian family and to those who helped Jason, the Johnson's family. Like there's so many names. I don't want to start dropping names, but Thank you, thank you, thank you, because God has worked through you to bless, as Jason said, two congregations, to bless others who are not even in our state, to bless the Bowie Food Pantry, to bless missionaries, local missionaries like myself and other missionaries that are in the country and in parts of the world. It, God is still moving. We know that God is moving. And he has a plan for 2021. We, we do, as Jason says, 2021 is just not going to, you know, feel different the next day. You know, January 1st, we're like, oh. 2021 is over, and now this is all great. Now, we still got some things to go through, but we know God uses years. There's years of blessings. There's years of famine. There's years of, yeah. of, of celebration. So there's a lot that we were planning to, to celebrate next year. First Christian has a huge celebration yeah. next year. 50 years is awesome as a church. Yeah. We have a lot to celebrate as well. But we're also saying, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? 2021. Like, what is God insane doing for you in 2021? We encourage you to take 2022 or 2020, I'm going to year two head year, 2020 and say, God, where have you shown up? I can rattle off all the things where it was difficult, where it was hard. Saw some things that wasn't pleasant about America and the human society and pandemics and yes, easy. But God, where did you show up? Where were you blessing? Where were you faithful? Where is, what is lovely? What is true? Where can I have some Ebenezer's? I forgot about that guy. Let me add a stone and say, this is where God showed up. Yeah. And we're so looking forward to 2021 because God's going to show up and he's going to show out like he always has and always does. And so we're grateful for that. Um, and we're going to move to a time of giving, uh, opportunity for you to give. And when we say, when you give, you don't just give to a church, you give through the church. And so stories like Michael and and, and the food pantry and others for first Christian I, talking to God for, he says, man, we give to different organizations and different people. And I'm like, that's awesome. We need to, we need those stories so we can put them out so people can hear and be encouraged. So this is your opportunity to give. Uh, you can give in three ways. I'll give the first one. Jason will give the second one. And then we give the third one. So the first one is on the website. We're going to, we're going to tag team this. <laughs> first one, you go to the website, you can go to bowiecitychurch.com or you can go to uh, first Christian's website, which is, Escaping my top my FCC. head. FCC.org. There it is. Or something like that. FCCBH.org. There it is. Something oh, like that. Oh, look it up. Look it up. But they have yeah. a website. Just type in First Christian Church at Brock Hall. They also, you yeah. can give there. So you can go to the give and give there online as well. And another way you can give. So for Bowie City Church, uh, folks, we, we have set up Tithely, uh, which is a, an app that you can actually download onto your phone. Um, it's T-I-T-H-E dot L-Y. Say, look up that, look up the app, type in there, Bowie City Church, we're the only one that's in there. And then you can set up, you can actually set up recurring gifts. So if 2020 was a little hit and miss for you in giving and you wanted to kind of change that for 2021, download the Tithely app and say, okay, we want to give, 
you know, 20 bucks a month, whatever it is, whatever your gift is, mm -hmm. then you can just put that in there and uh, sync that up to your accounts and that donation will come in. Um, so you can use the Tithely app. You can use our websites, mm -hmm. uh, First Christian or Bowie City Church. And the last way you that can, you can do it is you can mail it in. Old school. <laughs> Snail mail. I know the, the postal service is all struggling, but it will get to us. Uh, it will get to, so you can go to either website and go to their mailing address, which is at the bottom of the website. And you can mail in like old school, just no offering plate, but yeah. blessing. God will, will bring it. Uh, so I'm going to pray for the, the, the tithes and offerings that are going to come in. And then we're going to close and worship. And we're going to look forward to you know, New Year's, celebrate it, be safe in celebrating the New Year's. And then we're going to look for that first Sunday. Uh, this guy is going to be bringing the first word, which is going to be awesome that Sunday. Uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing that and being part of that. Uh, so I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to close in worship. And then we will see you guys online. Thank for everyone who came part of the Christmas Eve yes. service. Yes. It was awesome. That was great. Uh, those Man, that went off without a hitch. Yep. Four families won, yep. uh, which was good. Uh, not one. They received a gift. Yes. <laughs> they received a the gift. gift. No prizes. No winning. Received a gift. Uh, but it was great. So you guys be blessed. I'm going to pray for us. And then we're going to close with worship. So let's pray. God, again, we come before you say thank you, God. Thank you for how you've shown up in so many different ways. God, you showed up in ways that we have, we don't even know. You worked on our behalf without us knowing, but we say thank you. We come with a spirit of thanksgiving just from Christmas, spirit of thanksgiving from, from celebrating Thanksgiving, Lord, and what you're going to do in 2021, Lord. We give that year to you. We give our families to you, our lives to you. Lord, we confess that Jesus is Lord, that he's risen from the dead, and he is interceding on our behalf at the right hand of the Father right now, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, how he leads and guides. Let us be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying, leading and guiding our lives, what you're saying and doing, day to day, moment by moment, but also in this next coming year. God, we pray for the tithes and offerings that will be coming in, Lord, how you yes. see fit to, to bless those and call them to give. If it's a tithe, awesome, God. Let them give that full tithe. God, if it is an offering or a gift, let them give that cheerfully, Lord. But we ask for you to bless it tenfold. So we can go and do more within your kingdom. And God, as we close in worship, let, again, let this be a time where we can worship you in spirit and truth. We thank you for being the great God you are. We thank you for what you've done in 2020. Lord, we do pray for those who did suffer in a major way. We pray for those who had a loss, significant loss. Lord, recall all that to redeem that all back. Lord, you know we are God that blesses. Continue to move. Let us draw near to those who are hurting and broken, and let's fix our eyes on you. You are a great God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless First Christian, bless Blue City Church, bless all the churches, Lord. Let us focus on you, the spirit and truth. That's all the things in your son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. See you guys next week. Yeah.